Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Embodied Business Podcast. Thank you so much as always for tuning in. I want to talk today about there being infinite ways to run a business. That's something that's been really coming to me this summer as I was navigating, taking time off and shifting things and just, you know, being alive, being in a human experience at this time in this world. That's always a lot to take in, but particularly this year, I think. Um, And so, yeah, I thought I would record a whole episode about this because I think it's so important that we give ourselves and each other permission to run our businesses in a way that's really serving us and our communities that is sustainable. And I'm not just saying sustainable, you know, as like a, a hip word. I really mean this deep embodied feeling of looking at your week and your work and your energy levels and your abilities and saying, I love this. I know I can do this for years to come. And it it meets my basic needs. I can pay my bills and I feel safe and secure in my boundaries. And I am getting from this what I need. And so that to me is sustainable. Before I dive in, I want to make a few announcements. The first one is I am offering a new free workshop in early October about becoming more independent from social media. I forgot the date and I haven't got it open here now, Um, but I'm going to link to it so you can check it out and sign up if you want to. Um, The second announcement is that the Embodied Business community is actually still open And I think the reason it's still open has kind of also led me to record this episode because I had this launch timeline. I am switching to opening it twice a year rather than three times a year um, because I think that feels nicer. I really love being able to be present with the new people and helping them settle in. And it's not continuously open because it is um, a group container and a commitment. And I really love how we're getting to know each other over time so that is the reason it's not open all year but only twice and um, I decided to open it in March in August each year moving forward and I then had this launch plan for August like I said it was going to be open for two weeks Um, I had some ideas for podcast episodes and I had drafted a few newsletters it's not a big operation when I launch in my business partially maybe also because I'm not on social media anymore and I keep things really simple and I announce them far ahead in in advance because I feel like that's giving me more space to plan but it's also giving people a chance to ask questions and there's not this pressure of like you have 48 hours and then it's gone kind of thing. Um, But I got to spend some time with my sister in the second half of August which I was so grateful for and really needed it has shown me kind of just how isolated I've been in the past year and a half and it was a tricky decision to make because logistically obviously it was very complicated for her to come here and she took the train she was super brave I was so grateful and we had a really lovely week together but we didn't decide to do this uh, up until the very last minute and that meant that I kind of just dropped the ball honestly I didn't send those emails I didn't record those episodes and so there are still four spots left in the open embodied business community and if you've been thinking about it but maybe you've just been 
gone with the fairies yourself we're gonna say this in the kindest most loving way I love being gone with the fairies and I think actually August wasn't a very smart time to launch um so moving forward I think I'll do September and then maybe March or April I'm not sure yet but I think August is for many people not a month in which we're making business decisions like that which makes total sense to me so all this to say it's still open it's a year-long beautiful program a lot of support and inspiration and guidance. The network we have on Mighty Networks is really active and I think really supportive and honest um, that there's no pressure to show up in any particular way. There's just a lot to learn from an amazing group of people. There's a course, like module course, that's really in-depth, I think. It, gives, it offers you a lot of journaling prompts, a lot of things to think about. And um, we then also have monthly group support sessions, two co-working spaces each month and a themed workshop and we also do things like meet and greets and we have two virtual um, retreat weekends each year. I want to read to you a testimonial I got um, from Jamie because I'm proud of it and sometimes it's nicer just to you know share something in someone else's words. So Jamie said, Yara's course has been so helpful for me starting out with a fully digital business. And by the way, you don't have to have a fully digital business to join DBC. Just a side note. So far, the program has provided gentle structure, a supportive environment, and loads of educational content ranging from technical topics to more emotional and somatic awareness of ourselves and our businesses. It's really helpful to be working with someone who simultaneously understands having anti-capitalist ethics and the need to meet one's own material needs. I enjoy how much creativity and pleasure is encouraged in our work and how that can lead to so many possibilities. Yeah, thank you so much for saying that, Jamie. I really appreciate it. And I'll link to the UBC. Um, I'm not sure how long it's open. I think I'll just keep it open until those four spots are filled and then we're closing again till spring last year, next year. All right, so <clears throat> yeah, talking about infinite ways of running a business. Where I'm at right now in my work is I'm in my seventh year. In this past year, a lot has changed, which I know is true for really most of us. I think it wasn't even the pandemic that changed so much for me. It was more the accident I had in December where I broke my leg really badly. I had two surgeries so far. I probably have more. A lot of metal work has been placed in my leg and I haven't been able to walk for a few months. Um, and where do I begin <laughs> how that has changed things um I think one thing is that I really have become so much more honest with myself because I had to be um right now for example I could really kind of stew in this feeling of it being a failure that I had dropped a ball on the launch that it hasn't sold out the way it usually does and um and I really don't want to do that to myself I think we've all been through enough and we're all doing the best we can and that's something I need to hear myself and I also really just love sharing that with other people so what I want to ask myself instead as we're kind of in this and by the way September is my favorite month I love it so much and I think part of the reason I love it so much is both the fact that the school year starts again and I'm excited about learning but it's also such a gentle month it's kind of the end of summer it's kind of turning very slowly inward. It's not winter yet. It's nothing to worry about. It's not super cold. 
but the light is so much more gentle and the darkness is coming sooner in the evening, making it just a little bit more cozy. And so the question I'm asking myself and that I want to share with you is, what do I really want for my work right now? And that's actually pretty simple, right? Like we, in this energy of like the glow of summer is still here, the school year is starting, or maybe you're going back to uni, you're learning something, but we're thinking about this year ahead and we could easily make it so complicated, right? But why don't we just pause and ask, what do we really want from our work right now? What I really want is I want to be able to pay my bills, feeling safe in doing that and feeling that this is stable and sorted. I also want to feel that I'm contributing something meaningful and I'm very open to that, you know, looking like different things. I love making websites for people. I love um, facilitating workshops, bringing people together, even though I'm such an introvert. But generally, I just really love this feeling of helping people build livelihoods that are sustainable and creative and that they love. That's really all I want to do in this work. And then finally, I want to feel creative and not burn out. So this morning, for example, it's 10.40 now. I had a super slow start. Um, I just took care of my dogs. I had a breakfast and then I had a second breakfast. And then I watched a bit of uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't know why I do that. It's just what's happening right now. And after recording this, I'm going to do a tiny dance. That's something that I'm doing every day at the moment. I did some journaling, I drew some cards, it feels good. And then this afternoon, I'm going to do some client work, which I'm also really looking forward to. So my desires are pretty simple <laughs> and it feels so helpful to really remember that there are infinite ways to run a business, nothing is right or wrong, and it's okay to just ask, what do I really need for my work right now? And how can I let that be enough? I think there's a kind of intimacy that comes with disability and if that sounds weird, hang on, I'm going to explain. I'm not trying to romanticize disability. It is incredibly hard to live with any kind of otherness in this world, any kind of marginalization and for me, this is the first year that I'm living with a more physical disability and chronic pain and I... You know, of course, this is hard in lots of ways and I'm not forcing myself to see a silver lining or to turn it around, but I genuinely feel that there's something beautiful in the intimacy it has gifted me, both with myself and other people and my work, because I just don't have spare fucks to give anymore and I'm just so much less invested in being cool or doing something that's fancy or promising or grand in any way. I just want to feel good and like, you know, meet those needs that I just named when I asked myself what I really want for my work. Um, and I really treasure that simplicity. Thinking about how I started out, and I want to tell the story again. I know I've said it before, but I think it's interesting for me at least to hear how people evolve their businesses over time and how that's changing things for them so I'll just give you the brief overview again I started in 2015 I had been a freelancer the years before that I also did an MA in creative media from which I graduated in 2014 and then 
I was mainly uh, translating and editing work, uh, which was really badly paid. And sometimes I really kind of didn't really even make a living wage or like minimum wage. And I knew I wanted to do something different, but I didn't really have very clear ideas. I joined a, a big online course. I was then in a Facebook group with a lot of people who struggled to build a website, which was part of the course that we were taking together. And I just was like, huh, that's interesting because I find that so easy. I have built WordPress sites and other kinds of websites for years. I really enjoy that. I love teaching myself new stuff. Maybe that is what I should do. And the rest is kind of history. I still love web design. I'm so excited about the new packages that I'm offering. I have a new website in a day because I am organized as fuck and I can make a website in a day. Um, when the content is well prepared and so really happy that I stumbled into that but there was so much for me to learn around how I offered what I did and how I priced myself and how I thought about myself and my time and all that so the first website I made I charged only 85 pounds for even though it was two weeks of full-time work and that was just nuts right um I really had to grow in confidence and in my pricing and I had to learn to allow myself to say no and focus on things that I enjoyed the most which is you know working with WordPress and Divi instead of just anything or making Squarespace sites which isn't a bad thing I just don't enjoy it that much and I really wanted to align my projects you know more with what feels right for me. I feel really proud that I over the years never needed to turn someone away for lack of funds um that is like a core value obviously there's so much more to say about pricing and accessibility and economic justice I'm in no way saying that I figured this out I in fact I think it's impossible to figure this out under capitalism but I just make this made this decision kind of early on that I felt I always want to have something to offer to someone who approaches me kindly and that's not to say that I don't want to have boundaries either but in the beginning in the first um, two years or so I was often making free website projects for people who couldn't pay me because I loved their work and I started teaching online courses um, the first one being my web design adventure because I knew um, I couldn't just give away my time in you know unlimited ways um, but I still wanted to have something to offer. Um, and for someone, you know, for someone to approach me, I could just say, I'm sorry, I don't have time right now. I only make X number of free websites a year, but you can have free access to this course. And if you have time, then you might be able to teach yourself how to do this. And that felt good. And yeah, I, I don't know. I feel self-conscious now. I really don't want to position myself as like a matter here. I run my business for my own benefit and well-being as well, for sure. Um, but I do also think it's important to think about what's important to us. And that's something that even on a selfish level feels nice to me to have something to offer, to make resources available. Um, I was really grateful that I got a grant for my MA in creative media. And one thing I that is offered me or done for me that I have only recently really fully become come to appreciate is that it's given me confidence around teaching myself things doing independent research and creating media even if it's not perfect like that's been such a key piece of my work is breaking down this barrier or this gatekeeping 
towards people who get to have a blog or a website or a podcast or write a book or express themselves in any way you know like that's something I, I'm so passionate about um and I really want to share that with other people and this is a way for me um to pass or to share this privilege um that I've gotten through this access of education on and share that yeah with other people um where am I I'm just looking at my notes <laughs> I yeah so thinking more about different business modules and all the infinite ways in which we can run a business and the values on which we can build our businesses on I think there's also just so much pressure to share and be vulnerable in a really specific way um, and to make you know things available at all times something that I actually really enjoyed that many people said was a bit odd was that I started running free workshops a few years back and actually I wish that I had done that more of that sooner and allowed myself to step away from social media when I didn't feel like being in there I think to me those free workshops are such a fun way to meet new people and you know hear people's questions that helps me come up with new ideas and they're not complicated in their setup you know when I am um, in a mastermind right now which I really enjoy um, but there's a lot of focus on like building a funnel running ads which kind of also means giving money to Mark Zuckerberg and you know having this big audience of people that never seen your work before but want to come to this one free thing that you offer and then you sell them something and um <clears throat> I don't think that there's anything wrong in offering something free and then also offering something for payment or you know running ads in itself I guess that's just the way things work right now um which is a shame <laughs> but, but um yeah, I think giving ourselves permission to do something that feels comfortable and doable for us. Um, I have said no, you know, I've said yes to these free workshops, for example. I've said no to so many other things. For example, being on social media because it was really affecting my mental health, especially in 2020. I've also said no to the hourly work um, and the tech retainers I used to offer. So in the beginning of my business, I often kind of sold packages of like 5, 10 or 20 hours to people and then they could reach out to me anytime and ask me a tech question or to fix something and in a way I loved doing that because it came so easily to me it felt really simple to kind of fix these things for people and I enjoyed teaching myself the stuff that I didn't know but what became draining eventually was to have a lot of these clients at once and for everyone to be able to reach out to me anytime I didn't feel like I had real control over my schedule because I felt such commitment to show up immediately when someone had a problem. You know, someone would sometimes message me in the middle of a launch and be like, oh my God, my side is down. I don't know why. Can you fix it? And of course I would fix it. Um, you know, that's what I said I was going to do and I keep my word. But um, that felt stressful at times. And so I'm not doing that anymore. And I shifted much more to running programs as life intensives and then offering them evergreen as well so my main offering really with this business is the embodied business community which I love doing and then I also offer um, evergreen courses that you can take anytime so I have one called a class called questioning social media for example 
Um, then I have the website adventure, um, branding with Hanvar, a new one coming out soon is called Newsletter Magic. Um, what else did I forget? Oh yeah, create and launch. So this is about creating a program or a course and then launching it. And you can take these courses anytime, but a few times a year I'll also run them live. Um, and then we'll have weekly classes together and time to ask questions. And that feels so energizing to me. I love holding that space. I love the transformation, seeing, you know, getting to witness the transformation in people's businesses. But it also is a container. I'm not switched on all the time, every day. I'm not always available. I can kind of focus my energy on specific times of my choosing. And that feels really supportive to me. I also see more and more people around me doing something similar. So one example is my former coach, Danette Relic, is offering something um, that has now actually closed. So I'm sorry, I'm telling you only now about this. Um, but I've probably mentioned it before. <clears throat> Her program is called The Art of Self-Marriage. And as far as I know, I think that's Danette's first group program. And it's a year-long thing which is such a beautiful leap to make because Danette just knew that she wanted to work with a group of people that's really committed to the process, that probably already knew her in some ways. She's been running a podcast that's so beautiful for years. It's called The Soft Shoulder Podcast. You should check it out. And yeah, this just really inspired me as someone knowing themselves and what they need in business and just you know making that happen for themselves. Another example is my friend Sophie Dale, who is a copywriter and does lots of other beautiful things. Um, and she offers um, different courses around copywriting and one in particular that helps you really map out and write your whole website, which is not as easy as it sounds. I've, I've learned the hard way and many of my clients have as well. And so she isn't running live rounds because she knows that people usually want to write their website when they want to write it. And it's hard to predict when that will be. So it makes sense that her course at the core is always available. But um, yeah, but but you know, you can also have the support because she's offering uh, life rounds or not life rounds. Um, she offers office hours several times a month, I think. And then you also get one-on-one -on -one feedback on your draft. So it's a really cool kind of merging of two worlds of an evergreen that's always there, but also one-on-one -on -one support. And then also um, office hours where you have space to meet other people and ask questions. Because I think it's amazing to learn from a teacher and it's beautiful if someone facilitates well, but actually being with other people in the same space who are coming up against the same questions and doubts that is also a really big part of the magic of learning something new and growing your business to the next level. Another example, just going through examples here, is my other business, which used to be called Daydream Wars and is now called, I'm sorry, that's my dog, is now called Creative Nature. Um, so that started in 2015 as well, though later in the year. And initially it was a personal blog because I had all this older writing on my web design website and it felt inappropriate to be there because I was sharing recipes and thoughts about travel and being in your 20s, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I didn't want to let go of that content either. So I just created a new blog, moved everything over 
and a year or so into doing that I didn't feel like writing anymore but I still wanted to express myself and I had kind of accumulated sounds weird but you know people were reading it which I was so excited about because you know that's amazing um so I started the podcast which initially was called Daydream Wolves and it's more than five years old now and at the time I really was not planning at all to ever turn that into my into a business I didn't foresee that I was going to offer programs or tarot readings or write a book or offer group programs and now here we are and it's slowly grown very organically over the years and I allowed myself so much experimentation. Last year for example in that business I ran all the programs that I did through Patreon so I had a series of workshops in the spring about memoir writing and zine making and I had a class on the tarot then in the summer I, I taught a class called Unravel which combined grief tending and breathwork and then in the autumn and winter I ran a program called Dream which was more about writing and ritual and I love that work so much and I kind of didn't have the capacity to think much about launching them we're in a pandemic I just wanted to do the thing with whoever wanted to do the thing with me and that was it so I just said you know you can become a patreon and then you get access to this program so in some cases that was obviously very cheap like people could take three big programs with me and they would pay maybe like $50 for the whole year or something and I felt really happy doing that because I had other income and I yeah like I said I didn't really want to think so much about marketing and that really served me well it was such a nice way for me to gain confidence running programs in that space getting to know myself as a teacher feeling into what I enjoyed sharing and what was actually really difficult to do um which is you know so important too and you can't know that kind of thing unless you do it right this year I'm feeling more that I want to have smaller groups and feel a deeper level of commitment because one thing that didn't feel so great about doing it the Patreon way was that because it was so cheap people would sign up in large numbers but then as a program unfolded more and more people would drop away and there's no hard feelings about that because I understand you know that sometimes something sounds exciting and we think we have capacity to do it but we find out we actually don't that's absolutely human um but I think a different pricing structure a makes it more sustainable for me and b um also kind of allows people maybe to really ask themselves if this is something that they can show up for and if they can't then they can do it another time and it's no big deal it doesn't go away right um, and I can also have a certain base price and say no one is uh, turned away for lack of funds. Uh, here's a code that you can use if you can't afford it otherwise. So it kind of feels like no big deal. So yeah, I this, <laughs> this little pep talk I really hope has maybe given you some ideas. And there are so many more ways of running a business or business modules that I would love to cover. I'm really keen on getting more guests on board and hearing their stories and sharing them with you. <clears throat> but for now, I just wanted to share some examples and give you this pep talk on really finding your own way and coming back to this question, what do I really want for my work right now? And letting that be enough and letting that be really simple because we're still in a global pandemic 
believe it or not, I have days of feeling like it's all right, I have adjusted to this, um, it's not going to be forever, I'm actually quite happy spending time by myself, I have a nice home, I'm very lucky, all of which is totally true, but what's also true is that I have other moments of just real grief, um, real grief for everything that's been lost, and real struggle with the fact that we just don't know what's next, really, you know, like, even thinking about this winter sometimes gives me a stomach egg because the last winter has been very lonely for me especially after the accident and I don't want to go through that again and in so many ways I think we've learned you know we have new systems in place really grateful to be vaccinated but still there's a lot that we have yet to learn and and I miss closeness physically with other people and there's no timeline that we can be certain about right so that's really difficult and I think it just gives us an extra layer of permission if needed to just let things be simple and come back to these like really sweet desires of like I want to pay my bills, I want to be of service, I want to not burn out. That's all. That's all I want. I wish that for you as well. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you feel drawn, please consider joining the Embodied Business Community sign up for the free workshop. I would love to have you.